G'day, so I'm going to do something today that I don't think I've done before, and that's to share with you the top things that have uh, led to the greatest changes in my physique. Okay, first and foremost, feel the muscle that you want to work. This has probably had, it's a very simple concept. Uh, I first learned about it. I'm going to give credit where credit's due, and it was Ben Pakalski. He released, uh, when he was releasing his MI40 program in the first place, The he released a uh, PDF document that was the five biggest mistakes or something, and, and this one stuck with me and stood out to me and it was a uh, it was something along the lines of a muscle you don't feel will never grow something like that so basically you're not just pushing weights up and down you want to feel the muscle the specific muscle that you're interested in training in the in a specific movement really feel it working so that's the first thing uh, that made a huge difference uh, the second one, probably also credit goes to Pakalski on this one. I don't know if it was from the same document or, or another one, but essentially it has to do with carbohydrate timing. So carbohydrates are something to be conscious of and, and aware of because they can be used very powerfully to our benefit or they can hold us back depending on how we use it. And being aware that they have hormonal uh, effects on us as well. Keto is a big thing these days, and it, it kind of demonizes carbohydrates, I, I think somewhat unduly. Carbs definitely have a place, but the point that the better method is to make proper use of them. So the the short version of this is basically you want to, one of the things you want to do while training is to increase growth hormone that's it's not a terribly anabolic hormone but combined with other hormones can become quite powerful so in order to do this you want to avoid having carbohydrates in your system pre-workout so if you have any food pre-workout in in for about a th good three hour window before working out make sure that carbohydrates is not part of that um using them after training can be beneficial in terms of helping their recovery process. So really it just boils down to being aware of carbohydrates. Um, the other, the other interesting thing is that, so the simpler, the carbohydrates, so really super simple carbohydrates are essentially sugar. Um, the simpler they are, the more quickly they can convert to fat, especially if you have dietary fat alongside it. So this is why something like donuts are extremely fattening because you've got a lot of fat along with a lot of sugar. So be aware of that um, when possible. Try to separate those at the very least. Here's a nice simple one for you. Protein. So I'm saying this now while I'm about to chug down my 
post-workout way. And it occurred to me that this has become kind of second nature to me. You work out, you, you work out, then you have whey or protein of some kind. Sometimes when I'm, I'm trying to cut and I want to lower the lactose I'm taking, because sometimes it kind of is a little bit bloating to me. Um, I might, I might take like a, I don't know, a vegetable based protein or something, but I always have a protein shake post-workout. It's just part of the ritual, it seems. But it, it isn't in a way. It, it's not. It's not just something you do. Um, the the first time I actually noticed the power of having whey, I was I was in my, geez, early twenties. I want to say, and I was I, I was living in Vancouver at the time, and I got accepted on, onto this body transformation program. Huh, what was it called? What did he call it? He called it body... Um, I can't remember. It was a guy named John Jerub, spelt with an X. Uh, this big, big dude. Anyway, he did this presentation at a stage, and uh, like I, I don't remember where I saw the ads for it, for it but I, I went, and, um, and he was offering this program where you could... Uh, he, he picked a few individuals, something like 20, 30 people to take part in this program and he would build a customized program for you and then you could, could if you want, hire him as a personal trainer, uh, which some of the people did. So I, at the time, was in no financial place to do that. Um, but that but that was kind of where how he was sort of making money off it. And I think he had some local tie-ins from a gym and and so on and so forth so anyway uh when i was doing that and he he that was another step of my evolution of learning um where he pointed out some flaws in the way i was eating and stuff and i i tried for a while i actually had two protein shakes uh in a day per day for a little while and i just noticed the difference i noticed the difference in the way my muscle development was to an extent and and definitely I was I was losing fat a lot quicker which was kind of surprising to me so uh, it, it just told me the kind of the power of protein I guess just through that experience of, of basically doubling the amount of protein I was taking so um, so yeah that that's that's a simple one that was a kind of a game changer for me for sure protein the next idea is a little bit more philosophical, but it's the concept of challenging yourself. So the idea behind that is, I mean, there's a number of ways I don't that you can challenge yourself. I don't mean to assume that, you know, it, it always means the same thing. It always means lift heavier weights or, or have greater time under tension or more reps, whatever. Just having the mindset of of challenging yourself and seeing that as a a way forward, a way uh, towards improvement and making the most of your potential, whatever your potential might be. And, and I suppose this ties in nicely with the idea that, that also um, was one of the big, big uh, epiphanies I had was the idea of comparing yourself to yourself rather than outwardly. Um, 
and and again tied into that is the idea that you are the one who's responsible for your own life and rather than focusing on you where what others have that you don't have or where others are that you might wish you were instead ask yourself have i made the most of my opportunities and resources maybe yes maybe no but what can you do now in order to make sure that going forward when you look back the answer will always be yes so here's another good one uh at least it was good for me it it's probably going to sound ridiculously obvious but to me it were it was the right words at the right time so it was it, it, it was this idea that focus on one thing at a time one primary thing at a time so when i was when i was first first interested in um body composition and and bodybuilding and that kind of thing um it, it was uh, uh be, it was following uh reading this book called body for life by uh bill phillips actually i saw i was at in a store and i was perusing through the magazine racks and i saw this article that said completely transform your body in 12 weeks and it showed some pictures of some people who did it and it was muscle media was the magazine and which was owned by bill phillips and he was promoting this book which was essentially promoting his <laughs> supplements there's a lot of cross promotion stuff going on there but anyway um you know he had all these pictures of people who you know were did these amazing body transformations in 12 weeks and so they generally seem to add muscle and uh lose fat so that that was kind of my expectation is you know I should be able to um build transform my body this way in in that amount of time well I when I did it I got very disenfranchised if if that's the right descriptor there um very jaded um I and because my results were were nil but the thing is what I was doing was only surface level I didn't understand why I was eating certain ways I didn't understand why to train certain ways and um and so then years later when I first read Tom Venuto's ebook uh it it really brought light to to that so actually that's going to be another one I'm that's going to be my next one is know why you're doing what you're doing um so those two things combined um but Tom Venuto's book helped with so when when he said uh don't do two things at once he was referring to calories He was trying to say don't try to build muscle and burn fat at the same time focus as one on one as your primary goal. Now, he he gives the caveat that um while burning fat, you can tone your muscles, so um and you can make incredible transformations in in 12 weeks such as the ones um 
in, in Bill Phillips' book, the, the thing is you've got to focus primarily on the fat loss aspect of it. And the way to do that is to understand calories in and calories out and to, um, you know, have enough protein that, that your muscle adaptations can occur. Um, so, so I found that to be extremely helpful. For, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of lump those two together, but they're, they're sort of two separate ones. First idea is focus on one primary goal at a time when it comes to, to physical transformation. And, um, and the second one being, as much as is reasonable, try to understand why you're doing what you're doing. So this might mean you know, learning about muscle functions, uh, learning about uh, at least a certain extent amount, about um, calories and, and macronutrients, even, even to an extent micronutrients, a little bit of knowledge there is, uh, go, tends to go a long way. So uh, that's that one. Okay, so for ne- my uh, next one, it may actually be my final one, um, unless I think of anything else. Probably I'm going to think of something else tomorrow I should have added to this list. I might make a new one about that. But anyway, I think this is going to be my last one today, which is taking it, um, taking the last idea a little bit further, but a little bit more basic, which is the idea of goal setting. So I've I've had an interesting relationship with goals over the years. It's definitely my my feelings have changed or or progressed I guess is a better word because I I never I don't think I ever have outgrown goals per se but my feelings towards how to set them and such have changed so my first the first time I really gave thought to them at least as far as uh, body transformation I guess is was Bill Phillips and he wrote quite a bit about um, the importance of goals and he made some comment that I'm going to get it wrong probably, but it was essentially that uh, the difference between goals and dreams. And I believe he said that the difference between goals and dreams is that goals are written down. Um, I think he might have also said that goals have a timeline or a deadline, whereas dreams are kind of like, you know, um, they're not time specific. So, um, this was one of the things actually I really liked about his book. And funny enough, I really liked about Tom Venuto's book when I first read it too, the, the ebook version of it. Uh, his, his new print version of Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle is good as well. But I don't know, that, that ebook, it just, the original one was so good. And I've tried to convince him to make it available again, but no use yet. Anyway, um, it's probably a publishing type legality, so he can't, but... Um, anyway, he talks about uh, goals in there, but and he gets much more into details. He talks about the most effective ways to set goals that we know of, and, and that includes making them specific, making them measurable, um, making it realistic. And this was, this was a missing piece for me because when I did you know the, uh, um, the Bill Phillips program, I wanted to look like Rambo after, um, you know, 12 weeks. And when I didn't, I, I thought I was, I, I basically thought I wasted my time and it was a failure. It might've been a failure. I don't know. I, I didn't work out at a gym or anything. I worked out at home. My, my diet wasn't, I didn't really record it very well. So there, there's a good chance that 
Um, I didn't do things optimally, but I probably was in better shape than when I finished than when I ended. Yet, because I didn't finish up looking like, you know, Rambo in Rambo 3, I, I figured it was a waste of time. And the only, actually, I was thinking at the time, well, the only way to do it is with expensive supplements. And and so I got really upset at the whole process and, and everything. Um, so, so it has to be realistic goals, but at the same time, they do have to be ambitious. You want to push yourself. Um, this was a huge thing in and of itself. The, the idea of the comfort zone, geez, I see this is another one that I, well, I, I kind of talked about it before when I talked about challenging yourself that the, that's where the idea of the comfort zone comes in. And Bill Phillips did talk about the comfort zone. Um, and, and that's a, a, that's based on the idea, a, a psychological idea slash philosophical idea called the, uh, the, oh, just about saw an accident right there. I'm sitting in the parking lot at the gym and <laughs> the, the male guy just about drove back, backed into a guy, an old man that was driving past at a ridiculous rate. Anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, the, the zone of proximal development, which is something Jordan Peterson, uh, talks about sometime that that's where I first heard about it anyway. Um, this idea of one foot in, the comfortable and one foot in the unknown. So you're challenging yourself, but you're still sort of safe. Um, so, so, and that's basically what it boils down to. It's got to be realistic, but ambitious at the same time. Um, actually, Brian Tracy talked about it some more. I got a couple of his books um, around that same time. He had two, one about that was, I think it was called No Excuses and one called goals and the the two of those together seems to um, tie it in nicely how to set up your mentality for success um, and anyway so these a lot of these ideas have been sort of almost second nature to me I recently read as as you know if you listen to this podcast uh, a book called Atomic Habits by uh, I think it was James Glass and um, I also recently read one called um, the happiness hypothesis by Jonathan Haidt. Both of those guys talk about this idea that um, that seems to be true. Um, that when you're in the pursuit of a worthwhile goal, the dopamine rush is actually higher than when you reach the goal. So having good habits in place is actually kind of more important than. Um, than your goal itself, somewhat, um, at taking those actions. So, so for example, today, I hate training abs, so I, I decided to make the habit of do just one set of abs at the end of my training session. So I did that today. Feels great, um, just mentally, like I've got that surge of, I, I can tell right now, I've got that surge of dopamine saying, yes, you're doing it, you're doing something good, and you're doing something that'll direct you towards where you want to be. Um, so this has been a huge game changer. I find the, the, the implementations actually one of my earlier episodes of this podcast, I talked about this idea that I didn't come up with it. Um, did I already mention this in my last one? I don't think so. But the, the idea of, of the map, um, which is an idea that comes out of neuro-linguistic programming uh, that says that the map is not the territory. So in other words, 
uh, your perceptions aren't necessarily reflective of reality. They're just a guide. Um, and I like that idea and the, the idea that your life, in a sense, is can be viewed as a map and you are at this point in the map and there's somewhere you want to get to. So knowing where you currently are in relation to where you want to go, set out a path to there. Now, what happens? Sometimes there's detours. Sometimes there's distractions. Sometimes a road is blocked. Sometimes the, the road isn't direct. Uh, sometimes you find yourself going the complete opposite direction despite all your best intentions. And so you got to course correct. But being aware of that seems to be, and and taking note of that on a somewhat regular basis seems to be the uh, the way generally speaking forward and um, and that's where the measurable thing comes in too because if you've got to measure your progress in one way or another and either you're going in the right direction or you're not um, the the idea of maintaining just never really drove me to anything I never wake up in the morning and say yeah I got to go to the gym to maintain and it doesn't work that way not in real life so I think I'll leave it at that. Hopefully this uh, list has been sort of helpful and uh, enjoyable. Let me know one way or the other. And uh, like I say, if I think of something else that should have been on this list, maybe I'll just make a new episode for that. Okay, have a great uh, week, guys.